Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, we are discussing the trailers for Eternals, Snake Eyes, and our movie of the week, Army of the Dead. All right, man. New week, new trailers. Yes, sir. Just dropped today, Marvel's Eternals. Mm-hmm. Kind of weird trailer. Very weird, yes. But we got to talk about this, man. What were your thoughts? I don't know a whole lot about the Eternals. Nope, nothing at all. I learned a lot of my backstories for characters through movies, and this is going to have to be one of them, definitely, because this trailer didn't help me out a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> It gives you some stuff. Apparently, you know, Eternals have been around for a very long time. Eternals. Uh, they're watching over Earth, helping evolve. And all of a sudden, they're now having to go into battle for some reason we don't really know yet. Yeah, it was kind of funky, man. So it's it's a weird concept. I know nothing about the Eternals as well, like Spider-Man, uh, Iron yeah. Man, you know, the Hulk, all these other characters I know so much about because I grew up in those comics. I, think I know more about, more about X-Men than I do anything else. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Those Saturday morning cartoons, right? Definitely. Um, but Eternals, I have no clue. But I, I look at it like this. Marvel gave us Guardians of the Galaxy. Everybody going in, we all were yeah. like, okay, this is going to be weird and probably where yeah. Marvel is going to flop. Can, can they, though? They kicked ass doing those movies, right? They did the same thing with Ant-Man. It's a weird character and they definitely brought it and brought like two good solid movies and ant-man's actually getting a a third movie as well so yeah more paul rudd but back to the eternals what we got from this trailer is yeah they've been kind of in the shadows and overlooking and helping humanity kind of move through the decades move through the ages now i guess after the events of the blip right far from home right yeah it does give us where they're where they're at in the timeline as yeah well. i thought that was pretty cool they have to come to earth for something you know they everybody mm-hmm. has said it, that earth's uh greatest avenger 
Tony Stark, Iron Man, now dead. I guess Steve Rogers is on the moon. Are we just going to say that? He's chilling, right? <laughs> Wherever he is, right? <laughs> I think that's the lore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, he's just hanging out on, on the moon uh, until he's needed again, but they need to come to Earth for something. I don't know. I just know, like, Richard Madden's in this movie. You know, he's the young wolf from Game of Thrones. Did you ever watch that show? No. It was a lot. It was a lot. It came, it came, well, that's it the problem. Right. I tried to hop in like like three seasons in. Mm-mm. Nope. And I just couldn't couldn't catch up. And I was like, there was too I'm much out stuff. Of this one. There was too much talk about what happened in the last episode, and too much talk about what's happening in the future. So much going on. But anyway, Richard, yeah. Richard Madden's <laughs> in it. He's fantastic. Yeah. You know, he obviously wants to thinks he could be the leader of the Avengers. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. This trailer didn't give us much, but. It's still fun to see like a new property that Marvel is working on. They're still trying to deliver yeah. us brand new stuff. I like that. It gave enough for the first trailer. Kind of gave us why they had to to come to Earth and interfere because there's some there's a battle about to happen for some reason. And it gave us the timeline. They're dropping right into the cinematic universe. You know, they're talking about Steve Rogers and Iron Man. So, you know, as far as that's concerned, I think we got a decent amount of information from the first trailer. And can I just say like my boy Kumal Nanjiani, he's ripped. Yo. He's ripped. Yo. Like, he's ripped. Yeah. <laughs> you see those pythons, bro, in that one quick scene? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen him as he's been going through that transformation, too. Yeah. You know, as they were go- getting up to, to starting uh, filming this and jacked. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, he'll be our, like, our next Rambo after this. Who knows? That'd be awesome. Actually, pretty badass. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I want to agree with that. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. And then uh, we checked out the trailer for Snake Eyes. Yes, sir. So we got a G.I. Joe's Origins with Henry Golding. What'd you think, man? I think it's a good character to do this kind of movie for. The two movies he's been in, there's no story for him. He doesn't talk or nothing. So you really don't know much about him. And you get to learn about some of the other G.I. Joe's in this universe of for, the G.I. Joe's. For the record, guys, he's talking about Snake Eyes and not the sexy Henry Golding, okay? Dude can act, and he and he's fabulous. Okay, he's talking about Snake Eyes. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm talking about Snake Eyes, the character of Snake Eyes. Yeah, no, I think it's be good to see a little backstory on him and get to uh, know what he's about and what led him to be in that character, Snake Eyes. Oh yeah, I like that Paramount is going this this route. You know, they could have went Duke Hauser, you know, All American Gojo. You know, I wouldn't mind seeing another Chan Tatum movie, but that's just me. <laughs> Just me, though. <laughs> good looking guy. Good looking guy. <laughs> Carmen's going to love you for, for that one. But I like that they went this route uh, with Snake Eyes. They actually have an Asian character playing him. I, I love that. And Henry Golden, seen him in a few things, and he's that up and coming actor that I want to see more of, right? So, right. really excited for this one. This one didn't give you much either, um, just a teaser, but it looks fun. Gave you bike chases and sword fights. That's all I need, really. I mean, that's all I need. I was instantly attracted to this one. You know, so I, I want to know, like, what are they going to do now? So this is a Snake Eyes G.I. Joe Origins is the subtitle. Are they going to do more of this? Is this a really, this is like a soft reboot of the G.I. Joe movie franchise. I mean, you know, really thinking about the other characters from the, the two previous movies, don't really know who else they could really do a good backstory like this for. I mean. These other guys are going to be playing football and doing science science experiments and stuff like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's soldiers. This guy's a, 
assassin. Yeah, this is going to be fun, man. Super excited about it. All right, Hav, let's go ahead and jump into our movie of the week here. All right. We have Army of the Dead came out here in 2021, uh, directed by Zack Snyder, written also by Zack Snyder, who was also his own DP, cinematographer. Dude was just all over the place. Did everything. <laughs> Did everything. Uh, this was also written by Shay Hatton and Joby Harold as well. So small writer's room. He had a uh, Netflix budget of ninety million for this one. Why? Um, I wonder why they dropped that no number. They know they don't ever do that. That's what I was curious about as well. And it actually, to be more clear, it actually said seventy to ninety million. Okay. On on the wiki for it and anywhere else I was searching around because that number wasn't exact. But let's be honest, it's probably more than that. Let's be honest, it's Zack Snyder. He used every penny, okay? Yeah, that he could. Oh, he and the box office, you know, releasing theaters as well. That was very unclear, also. So it said it was supposed to be estimated to make like seven hundred eighty thousand at the theater. They didn't expect much out of it there. Gotcha. Pretty solid cast. So we start out with Dave Batista. As Scott Ward, he is the founder of the mercenary group Les Vengeance that we'll learn about here. Then we have Ella Purnell as Kate Ward, his daughter. I'm apologize, I'm probably gonna pronounce a lot of the the names going forward pretty terribly, but we'll we'll get through it. <laughs> uh, we have Amari Hardwick as a uh, Vandero, one of the soldiers. Anna de la Raguera as Maria Cruz. Theo Rosie as Burt Cummings. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, Matthias Wagolfer as Ludwig Dieter, Solid. the safecracker. Nora Arnazetter as uh, Lily. She's a French woman known as the Coyote. Hiroyuki Sonata as Bly Tanaka. Garrett Dillahunt as Martin. Tig Natoro as Marianne Peters. Raul Castillo as Mikey Guzman. Samantha Wynn as Chambers, uh, and then our two alphas, Richard Citrone as Zeus, and Athena Parampel as the Queen. Good deal. That's a that's a long roster. So you see why I have you do that, right? Yeah, I, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. No, that's a long roster. Good stuff there. Awesome. So <laughs> b- before we uh, jump in, go ahead and give us a quick synopsis of this movie, sir. It's a heist movie. Zombie heist. We got a group of hired mercenaries going in to collect a very large sum of money for a billionaire out of a casino vault. And, you know, we got to get through the horde of zombies. Got to get to the vault, crack the vault, get to the helicopter, get the hell out the city. We have a plan. Yes, sir. So real quick as well, where to watch this. This had a limited release in theaters really quick release mm-hmm. i think that's probably maybe why they released the uh budget that limits the release but i mean that happened quick though right it was like a week it was it was yeah they're like week. getting released yeah well i mean leading up to the release it was like all of a sudden it was in the theater yeah exactly i did not even know <laughs> <laughs> um but right now you can catch this on Netflix. So it is a Netflix movie. All right. So let's go ahead and uh, jump right into these questions and uh, get this answered. The characters themselves, like fleshed out, good acting. Let's just talk about the characters for a moment. Yeah, man. I mean, a good chunk of the the characters in the movie did get, you know, their uh, their story laid out for everybody. And obviously that's our main people, uh, 
Dave, uh, Dave Batista, um, Scott Ward, his daughter, Kate Ward. We obviously learned that whole thing. I mean, other than that, everybody else is there. Yeah. We get story out of them, but we don't really get their backstory. Other than, you know, guys that chopping up people with saws and stuff like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I, this movie, the number one motivation is greed, right? I, I love oh, that they oh used Vegas. Sin City, people go to win big, people go to, you know, lose, lose big as well. Um, but the only one, the only one that wasn't in there for, for greed was Kate Ward daughter. Yes. Yes. And I was, I was about to say that. So, okay. You know, Scott is this mercenary turned short order cook, <laughs> you know, the lucky boy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, you know, he was in the army in this mercenary group when they're trying to take back Vegas from this zombie invasion. And, you know, his wife dies during the battle and he has his estranged daughter. You know, he wants to get back close to her and he wants to set them up with a prosperous life. He wants a couple of food trucks and be out and about. So I get his motivations and a lot riding for him. Um, but it kind of falls apart after that, right? Very quickly. He's this badass military type who knows his way around guns and ammo. I like that. I like seeing Batista more. When you, yeah. you know, I, I don't know how you feel, but when I first saw Batista in the movies, I was like, uh, all right. Another wrestler, big guy turned actor, whatever. But like, I think the more and more that we're seeing him, it's becoming normal. But I think we did the same thing with Dwayne Johnson as well. It was like, oh, well, yeah. you know, he'll be some action guy in a few movies, but he won't actually make a career out of it. Now he's the biggest movie star in the world. So Batista trying to get on that level, not sure. But he was fantastic in uh, Blade Runner 2049, just that opening scene. And then Guardians of the Galaxy, like, come on, fantastic. I read a couple interviews that I had with him for this movie, and it sounds like he's pushing to go towards producing and directing and go further than just just acting gotcha gotcha but he's definitely in to the movies now that's what he wants to do something along those lines and he's doing it well yeah you know so then we go down to his daughter kate ward you know this is scott's humanitarian daughter who hates him you get that from the start but loves yeah. and cares for the less fortunate i'll be perfectly honest with you her motives extremely upset me pisses me off to, to no extreme right i get it you have a heart but like the people that you want to go in there for probably not alive i'm sorry that and they did it behind their back she didn't want them yeah. to go yeah true they were like f you i'm, I'm going <laughs> you know i mean be it what what they were going in there for was you know, to get their family out, you know, their, their heart was, you know, to get in and get some money and get out so they can leave the camp, you know, all that stuff. But I mean, bro, going into, into a zombie town, what, I don't know what you're expecting. That's a gangster's <laughs> paradise right there, man. You know, like yeah. let's, let's <laughs> not do, do that. So she kind of like weasels her way into this group of mercs to, to yeah. go in there, but everybody else is after the money, but she's after finding her friends in this, mom so their kids can be okay uh, uh, uh. <laughs> oh yeah because she has all this military experience because of her dad right get out of here whatever 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then you go down the list of the rest of the group. And as far as like the character stories, we don't know much other than the recruitment scene of yeah. the movie. When you're going to like Van der Rohe and Guzman, you know, they just real quick. This is what happened. This is what they do. Now I need them yep. on my team. Getting the band back together. And I, honestly, I think the only other one that had a. Well, no, nah, no, nah, I was going to say Lily, the the coyote, but she had a good part in the movie, but she didn't really have any backstory. Either. Yeah, she was kind of the guide through there at yeah. first. Dieter, though, got to talk about him. Dieter is the archetype of like Shaggy from Scooby-Doo, right? like dude is dude is like all right i'm going into this creepy ass place i don't really want to but everybody else is going in you know they i'm I'm the safe cracker but he's scared the entire time and freaking out and i i just love it but like you know he just like shaggy from shrewy do he's scared 80 percent of the time but that 20 percent he's brave and he's a badass and was actually capping some zombies. Yeah. Did some oh, yeah. work. So that was that that was really, really cool. So <laughs> Yeah, he'll be fun to talk about going through these. Yeah. I mean that's basically it. You know, everybody else has their part. Yeah. And they play their you part. You know, in, in regular Zack Snyder fashion, the characters are light with the story, but there's so much action that's in this that takes the place of those character arcs. Yeah. It is what it is. So let's talk about the uh comedy though. You know, this I don't think this movie tried to be funny, but just the cast that you have, it just kind of comes out, right? So let's talk about that. Yeah, and we uh, ran into this with Be Cool. Yeah. You know, it's a it's a strong story getting through what they got to get through, but there's some lightheartedness here and there. There's some smart-ass comments. There's just some banter back and forth that makes you laugh, even though it's basically them being at each other's throats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, there was funny things that happened to them in the movie, some gruesome funny <laughs> things that also happened to them in the movie, Yeah, which is disgustingly hilarious at times, but that's why you're watching this zombie movie, right, for those scenes. But I do like the interactions between Vandero and Dieter. I think those, those mm-hmm. two and how they kind of paired up and buddied up uh, towards the middle of the movie was actually really funny. That was definitely our comedy duo <laughs> for the for the whole movie. No, it's uh, I mean, starting out like when they first get together, it just starts off yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was good. And then you know, this is a Zack Snyder movie, so it's gonna have chock full of action, right? Oh man, you know the one thing that Snyder does well out of everything everybody talks about Zack Snyder for and that he has a lack of he does do action well you know Scott War shooting scenes are fun to watch it almost has like that Call of Duty feel to it right that first person mm-hmm. the sleeping zombie scene very cool yeah have you ever awesome. seen anything like that before the only thing that I could really put towards that was from Silent Hill okay yeah you ever oh, seen yeah. Silent Hill um where they got to get through like the you know monster nurses yeah. that if you shine light on them they start going yep. crazy. That's what clicked into my head that kind of situation. But this one was a little bit more sensitive, I guess, 
you know, it wasn't just about the light. It was about the touch. It was about pretty much anything yeah. that set these zombies off. They went inside, whatever. And then they had to deal with these sleeping, quasi-sleeping zombies. They're more like in waiting because they're kind of standing there. But that... that so they were in hibernation. That was, that's a... That's kind of creepy. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, we get our first real good uh, uh, deirder scream right yeah. there, don't we? <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I would handle that if I walked in somewhere and there's just zombies, let alone what, what was just people standing there. We weren't even zombies. It's yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I think the uh, one chick in, in that scene, she was stuck and couldn't really go anywhere. So she starts like knifing every one of them like in the brain and that was cool i was like okay strategy get around them go through them right yeah chambers that's uh who that was yeah. in that scene who just had to like you said knife her way out but you know the funny thing about this right for a movie that's two and a half hours long right and you already know going in on it zach snyder is going to be light on the character development it does have action it has some good action i think it was light on the action though what do you think i mean he could have went full out zombie horde from the beginning but i felt that even that zombie aspect had its own story arc right yeah so with with alpha you know they they carried a storyline on their own he could have you know as soon as they stepped in it could have been all out zombie you know war I kind of like I like the way he did it. How he built okay, it up. Okay, because for me, like it was a at times like when the action was happening, the action was really good and that was really fun to watch. Yeah. But then when they were just talking, it's Zack Snyder, so it's just like brooding men talking. <laughs> oh, one of them. That's yeah, just that's just his his style. <laughs> I mean, you can take the same yeah. thing from Batman versus Superman. It's just two brooding guys who are talking to each other and arguing. You know what I mean? So. That's just that's just his style, yeah. and I get it, but I'm just not a fan of him doing that. So mm-hmm. to me, if I'm not getting story or good story, let me just turn my brain off and just let's just fight through everything. Now, here now hearing yeah. your perspective on it though, and you're right, the two alphas did have their own story arc. Um, there's also Kate's story arc with trying to get to that mom. So there was there was a lot happening. I just felt like I didn't give a damn. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, yeah, it's nothing. There's nothing to invest yeah. in as far as the stories of the characters by any means. As far as that, I think if he would have went full blown right off the bat action, you probably wouldn't have sat through the whole yeah. movie. And I think that that brings me to my other point there only three people actually acted in this movie uh, i mean <laughs> you know uh dave's dave as ward kate and Dieter. i think everybody else was just kind of <laughs> motivated by greed and filled up screen time and I, was, I think the zombies acted more than most of the other people the alphas and athena yeah they acted the shit out of those roles you know we never get undead that that is that advanced that smart that powerful as well so they did a fantastic job i just wish more characters would have would have acted but because everybody's motivated by greed once you use that that plot that everybody's motivated by by greed it's like okay you're motivated by by greed okay you're probably gonna die 
and I get that, but <laughs> once again, you know, we're not not watching a zombie movie for necessarily character acting, but True. you know, I don't. I guess it depends on how you look at it. I looked at it as a zombie movie, a different zombie movie where the zombies actually have some sort of story. Uh, as I was going through it. Mm-hmm. And then you have the characters who, like you said, are basically just there for the money. But really the zombies yeah. are there for each other in a weird way. I think we can hop into that once we get to where we're talking about the plot more. But yeah, as far as the acting, yeah. I mean, two main characters and the zombies. <laughs> and the alphas. That's, that's basically yeah. everybody else was just around <laughs> as support. <laughs> So, Hav, you know, we talked about MacGuffins during our Be Cool pod, and then I went back and thought about all the famous MacGuffins in movie history. There's actually been a bunch throughout the history of cinema. So we have R2-D2, you know, that droid who has that important message that they have to get to the Rebels. And then there's that arc from Raiders of the Lost Ark that the Nazis are after. And then there's that damn videotape and Enemy of the State that none of our listeners want to listen to, right? Yeah. Literally one of my favorite pods that we've done. I love the movie and nobody wanted to listen to it. Guys, is that my <laughs> blender? Go listen to it, okay? It's fantastic. So we have Back to the Future, which is fantastic flick, right? Yes, sir. There's a hot button topic for a bunch of moviegoers and movie buffs, but what is the MacGuffin of that movie? Is it that DeLorean time machine? Or was it that picture that he had with his family fading away? Now, before you answer, Javi, about what your take is, there's absolutely no wrong answers here. People see it from both sides. Right. And I see it as the picture. Okay. The DeLorean, to me, is more of a character in the movie. But the family fading in the picture is what keeps him doing what he's trying to do to get it all right. Yeah. Agreed, man. And we want to know what our listeners' favorite MacGuffins are and why. Yeah, so connect with us through our socials. It helps us grow our pods so we continue to provide great content. You all know our social pages by now. Movie in a Pod on Facebook and at Movie in a Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And don't forget to like, share, and comment on all our content. Talk to you all soon. Let's definitely talk about that plot, right? And I have in all, all caps, motivated by greed, right? So we talked about it a little bit. So off the bat, in the beginning of this movie, the first, what, 10, 15 minutes of this movie? Oh, my God, just fantastic. Fantastic. Like, the setup, scary, realistic, could happen. And I'm just like, okay, I'm I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah, Let's go. The, the opener was definitely where most of the uh i'm gonna pull you in happened right right after that first scene yeah like you said it was kind of like okay where are we going from here <laughs> <laughs> right and that's that's my my second note so they quarantine vegas o- okay a billionaire wants to send some mercs to raid a vegas vault going through hundreds maybe thousands of zombies to get billions of dollars i'm sorry i don't know about you javi but that's a lot of money, oh, yeah. but if I have to be risk my life to get to that money, 
hard hard pass. Well, yeah, I mean that that's funny you say that too because you got to remember Scott in the movie also says 115 million dollars or go back to flipping burgers at Lucky Boy. I'll take the chance on the money. <laughs> you know, so everybody has their own motivation. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I would just be flipping burgers. Yeah. And as far as a plot, you know, you could pick apart movies like this all day long. You know, how how do they quarantine Vegas and no zombies, no infection, get out of Vegas at all? You know, super weird. That's just that that was the first thing in the whole movie where I was like, you know, I could believe there was a zombie in a container on the back of a truck. <laughs> There's probably, yeah, you know, yeah, shit we yeah. don't know about in the backs of containers <laughs> of trucks all the time. But uh, <laughs> all the time. But yeah, just surrounding shipping containers around Vegas and it'd be isolated. Just that just threw me off there. The plot itself, it's cool to to see and, and watch other people do this. But when I think of a plot in movies, I always want to put myself into the shoes to see like how realistic or is this believable or can I actually fantasize about me being in this you know, if yeah. it's a magical world or whatever the case is, you know, uh, would I be in there? And the answer is no, not 100%. There's just not enough motivation for me to go into the heart yeah. of Vegas, right? They, they didn't, they didn't hit one of the, the outside yeah. casinos, right? They went to the heart of Vegas. So. <laughs> but on that, on that same point, these people were in it before as well they were in there chopping chopping up zombies they survived it so they kind of know what they're getting into i mean they had yeah, a whole a whole team that they have a name and patches for right <laughs> squad, squad goals bro squad goals i'm yeah, like sorry guys i'm out sorry yep. <laughs> I play like the, the helicopter pilot when, when they walk up to her and they're like you know it's a two million dollars or whatever she's like i'll do it like we didn't even yeah. tell you what it was two million dollars a lot of money i'll do it you know some people's some people's mindset's a little different like you said that's a greedy mind versus like, somebody oh. who just doesn't want to die <laughs> but yeah for me like the plot of the movie i mean i feel like it actually made some sense if you're in a zombie world it wasn't like out of the question that somebody would be like yeah i'm going to get some money out of this place mm, yeah and you know we got a solid plan. Get in, get out. Me, that made sense. What about you? For that, yes. I just, I just hate their motivations. <laughs> I just, I just can't. You know, what I mean, right, like, right. Make your money else somewhere. This is free, free money, and I get it. But uh, going through hordes of zombies, yeah. you know, I, pl I play uh, Daisy on Xbox. I'm not good at zombies, guys. I just, I fail at that. So. That's don't call me about for some zombie Download that game tonight, actually. It's Done. fabulous. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's anyway, a, it's a good anyways, one. Anyways, free advertising. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what was your favorite scene, man? I have to say, when... Uh, we can talk a little bit more about the, the, the movie itself. When Theo uh, Rossi is Burt Cummings, the, the security guard they hire to come in with him, you know, he gets taken away by the alphas... And when he's in that that room with mm -hmm. all of those zombies and, uh, you know, he's just freaking out. Like, he's on the ground freaking out about everything going on. And, <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, you know, he's got the queen there looking at him. He's got hundreds of zombies around him. And then he sees the Zeus, the alpha, uh, the, the male alpha come through the door. And he's just screaming, you know, what the F? What the F is that? What is that? 
Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's freaking out. And I, I think that was my favorite. Just you know, with him and the scene, you know, with all of those zombies and the hierarchy of the zombies is what you see there as well. You're almost like in the throne room yeah. of the king and queen, right? And we've only seen from the perspective of once you get captured by zombies, they're just going to eat your flesh, right? Until you right. turn into one of them. We've never seen them actually capture somebody, take them into the throne room and be like, oh, shit, like this is... It's almost a ceremony. Exactly. Very c- ceremonious. So it was interesting. Yeah, that's one of the things that, like I said, as far as the arc of the, the zombies, you know, we see hierarchy we see some ceremonies you know they they don't just eat people at least not the uh not the intelligent ones because we have yeah what was it the shamblers the ones that just run crazy and do whatever the hell they want to do and then then you have like uh yeah the smarter zombies and then you have the two alphas so i I thought we saw a lot in that scene that was that was my favorite what about you man what you got when Dieter has to go to work on the vault, right? And he he gets down on the ground and kind of sees the vault floor before they get into the vault. So there's this hallway to get to the vault, but says sees that there's some pressure plates on the floor. Obviously, you don't know what things are going to arise or hurt people or kill people. So uh, Vanderroad goes upstairs. He just... Takes off in the elevator, <laughs> comes back downstairs with a zombie, and wants a zombie to go through these pressure <laughs> plates, right? To see exactly what's going to happen and what kind of booby traps are there. But they have to shoot the first one because he turns around and tries to yeah. eat Dieter, right? <laughs> and so Vandero just kind of like sighs, goes back upstairs, <laughs> gets another one. But this time gets a, like, warms yeah. up a hand, a zombie hand, has him <laughs> sniff it like a dog and throws it to the end of uh, the, the hall. And then this zombie is basically going after this heated hand. And it's literally basically that opening scene <laughs> from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like, everything, every booby trap that there can yeah. be, it does happen right here, right? There's the darts. There's the yeah. uh, bullets, and then the last one was just disgusting. Yeah, I said, so. is that it? Yeah, that should be it. Then he walks through the third one. Uh, no, that should be it. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, so definitely my favorite oh, yeah. uh, scene there. All right, so uh, jumping forward to our last question, uh, what was your favorite line of the movie? It was a really hard one to choose. Because there really wasn't a whole lot of real good zingers in this one. <laughs> I tell you, yeah. it's not necessarily my favorite line. It's kind of my favorite, uh, just like a little little paragraph of, of somebody said. And it was, I would have to say, Mikey Guzman. Okay. When they're going to, to find him. And they're sitting in the car watching that YouTube video of him shooting those uh, zombies. And yeah. he's just going through and he's he's shooting them. And he's like, oh, that was a double head shot. Oh, that was another one. <laughs> and then he gets like three of them. <laughs> and then he starts calling out his YouTube channels and stuff like that. 
that that little scene and that yeah. that just that just had me giggling. <laughs> that's fun, man. That's that's fun. <laughs> what about you, man? What was your favorite line? Yeah, he was a great character. Uh, this is from uh, Vandero, and this and he's a different guy, right? So he's this merc. Uh, but you know, we meet him and he's helping people like swim in the water or float in the water. So he's, he does have a soft side to him. You know what I mean? Like, even though he's a big guy, he played a a good um, role in this as well. You know, and and it's almost kind of biblical in effect, but he says it is by going down to the abyss where we recover the treasures of life, where you stumble the lies of your treasure. Right. And I'm just like, that's, kind of speaks volumes into what they're actually doing right They're they have nothing you know i guess they're from the vegas area that's where they all kind of still live vegas was their cash cow and how they kind of lived and survived and everything and now that that's gone their fortune is gone so they're trying to get it back and you know wrapping it up from what i said earlier this quote actually puts in perspective a lot of their motivation into it still i would not put myself in there i'm just like yeah yeah. flipping burgers let's go but you know i get it they've been there they want to get it back the thing with Zack snyder right is everybody says that he just makes movies for you know college boys i get it and he does i totally agree uh but he always tries to drop Mm -hmm. some knowledge on people in this, you know, just small increments. He does it in Batman vs. Superman, did it in Justice League, did it in, in Man of Steel, does it here as well. So I got to give him credit for that, where he does try to uh, smarten up his, his work a little bit. So hats off to you, Zach, for that. Your favorite line was a lot better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> Yours was more fun, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Javi, Army of the Dead. Uh, how many buckets of popcorn do you give this movie and why? I'm going to give this one a four out of five. Oh, wow, wow, wow. I really like zombie movies. I like zombie TV shows. So, you know, when we talked about this one, you know, the early trailers were both like, why? Right, why Why are they going into <laughs> Vegas in, in this zombie apocalypse? But we find out yeah. it's not a zombie apocalypse. It's a isolated zombie territory. So yeah. it gives, for me, it gives me a, a different perspective on the zombies, right? You know, usually it's the whole world's zombies. Everybody's reanimating when they die, no matter who you are, blah, blah, blah. But this was different. Yeah. And I, I like the way it was. I like the hierarchy of the zombies. Like I said before, the fact that they run this city, like uh, Lily said, it's their kingdom. It's not their isolation zone. It's it's they run it the way they want to. They got rules. They have you know a sense of humans. Mm-hmm. She gives them a sacrifice. They leave them alone. You know they can do they can kind of roam the the kingdom as they want to as long as they stay on the outskirts of the kingdom. They're fine. Yeah, for that tiger. Yeah, that tiger. <laughs> and the, the tiger you know watches the line of where their territory starts. There, there's a lot of rules yeah. that's a lot different than zombies just running out, doing whatever the hell they want to, and killing whoever they want to. So I really enjoyed sure. that aspect of the movie and enjoyed Dave Bautista. And I thought it was a fun movie 
from start to finish. Good deal. What about you? What was your rating on this one? This is getting two buckets for me, dog. I could tell right off the bat when we started this thing, you didn't like this movie that much. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like yeah. Dave Batista. I like him a lot. He is a, he has came to his own on how he acts and he owns the roles that he does. And he owns this role. And I love him in this role. This role was meant for him. I also love Dieter. You know, <laughs> yeah. I talked about him a few times and he's just a fun character where you don't really see a character like that in a movie like this, but they put him in there and he does a fantastic job. It's just phenomenal. And he's fun the entire time. Once again, the plot, eh, whatever. Um, the characters, eh, whatever. Um, but what kind of pushed me through this movie is trying to see Scott Ward rekindle with his daughter, right? That that what kind of was like, okay, they've set this up. They got to knock it down. Let's see where it falls. But, hell, you could have just took her to Dave and Buster's or something. It could have been fine. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, man. So, uh Two buckets of popcorn for me. Right. I'm gonna say I think this one's get more than 23 views, but that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, talking through Army of the Dead. Next week we'll be talking about X Men: Days of Future Past, and that is streaming on Disney Plus. I am Clyde Smith. You can find me on Twitter as I am Clyde D. Smith. I am Javier Villalobos, and you can find me on Twitter at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.